Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Jesus in the Backwoods in the Bayous. Um, glad to be back with you. It's been a while. Uh, been a couple of months, actually, I think. <clears throat> um, I won't say it's been crazy. It really hasn't been crazy. I guess it's just been life. <laughs> life stuff. You know, that's... Uh, that's... Um, kind of what's the word I don't want to say gotten away because all of the life things are blessings um, but yeah some things have just taken precedence over this um, you know I, seven months ago uh, me and my wife had uh, welcomed a, a newborn baby so uh, as you can imagine those of y'all who um, who are parents um have have been through that stage I, I have a nine-year-old um and then we have a seven-month-old so uh I, it took me a little while to get back accustomed to that after um eight and a half years of uh of um not 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 having a newborn i guess or or a five or what five years what am i saying it's been a while <laughs> let's put it that way so uh, but yeah, and, and, and you know, uh, the Lord provided me with a job uh, back in September. Uh, that job's going great. Um, but, you know, with, with things that have to be done around the house and things, usually, like right, like right now, it's 10, 1048 Central Time. Um, this is kind of the only time I really have uh, to, to, to sit down and, uh, and do this. And so, um, so yeah, so it's just... Uh, you know my uh, my intentions, and still my intentions, are to provide weekly content. Uh, but but sometimes but sometimes that just doesn't happen. So thank thank you for y'all. Thank you to those who listen. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, like I said before, it doesn't matter how many listens, as long as 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 the words that God gives me can impact one life that's that's really really all i'm concerned about um so but but uh, but thank you um thank you from the bottom of my heart for uh, uh for those that uh, for those that listen um to this podcast all right so i got my uh, cup of coffee here at uh 10 to 11 <laughs> and uh uh, not much, only six ounces, so I'm ready to go. Um, hey, I, I, I want to talk about something that um, the Lord, the Lord, had put on my heart a few weeks ago. Actually, it's been it's been more than a few weeks. It's been about a month ago um, that the Lord had put on my heart, and I and I could feel this word coming on, and uh, I wanted that word to cultivate and to grow. Um, uh, specifically, you know, before uh, before I jumped on here, and and delivered this, um, what just so happened uh, this past Sunday, um, I had the opportunity to preach here at the at the local church that uh, that we attend, and um, and during that time between me being asked this 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 message really did cultivate and really begin to grow 
and um, and so that's and so that's what I want to bring to you uh, now. And the title of this message and the title of this word um, is is the Lord will see you through it. You will get through this, and it will be okay. So I so I read the story of Horatio Spafford. Um, hopefully, I said the uh, last name right to to the church Sunday. And if you get a chance uh, for time for time wise here, uh, I'm I'm not going to read that story. But his life story was the one that inspired the hymn, the well-known hymn, It Is Well. Um, you know, to make a long story short, he lost all four of his daughters in a shipwreck. Um, and his wife was with his daughters. His wife was the only survivor. And through that tragedy, they still found hope. And that's, and, and that's what I want for those that are listening here to get out of this word is a message of hope and a message of comfort. You know, there's a line in, in, that, in that hymn that says, Whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Whatever my lot, whatever I have been given, whatever has come upon me, thou has taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. And I was thinking like, golly, like, how do we find the strength and mind to say, that it is well, it is well with my soul during times of trials and troubles, especially like those that he and his wife went through. I mean, they had lost a son previously at only four years old, I believe. So how did him and his wife find the strength to carry on? What about Job? You know the story of Job, basically his whole family is wiped out. Everything he had. The only thing he had left was his birthday suit. But in Job 13, 15, it says, Though he slay me, I will hope in him. Though he slay me, I will hope in him. I think we all can testify here that we have been through or are going through trials that we didn't ask for, ever expect, or we're not prepared to handle. Think about it. Which which most most trials that that that, that come your way, trials and tribulations, are you prepared for? Are you prepared to handle? I know a lot of them kind of hit you out of the out of the blue. Trials and troubles come in different forms for people. It can be sickness of yourself or for your loved ones or loved one, abandonment, you know, divorce, um, 
a loss of a, uh, of a relationship other than a spouse. Um, you know, uh, um, a good friend that you considered a good friend. Um, a child, a parent. Depression. Financial hardships. Legal battles. Fighting addictions. That's just a short list there of different forms of trials and troubles that come our way. And the list could go on. So how do we say, how do we say it as well? You know, someone once told me, if you're not going through something now, you will be. Life is full of ebbs and flows. Life is full of mountaintops and valleys. It's just part of this life. But how do we function? How do we make it through when there seems no way? How do we find the strength to carry on another day when we feel like giving up? When we feel like all hope is lost? And that's where I want to lead you to the word right here. I want to look at 2 Corinthians chapter 1, chapter 1 verse 3. I'm going to start off reading in 3. It said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort. Let me read that again. The Father of mercies and God of all comfort. All comfort. Who comforts us in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble. With the comfort with which, with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds. Now if we are afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effective for enduring the same sufferings which we also suffer. Or if we are comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. And our hope for you is steadfast, because we know that you as partakers of the sufferings, that as you are partakers of the suffering, so also you will partake of the consolation. So what can we take away from this? One, we want to realize that God is the source of your comfort. As it says there, in verse 3, God of all comfort. Number 2. Well, I'm going to back up. Back to the comfort part of it, of God being the source of comfort. Many people and many times we, we, we turn to other comforts during times of trials. We may turn to, to such vices such as alcohol and drugs, food, or other outlets to comfort us. But God is the source of true comfort. God can provide a peace that surpasses all understanding. Sometimes we want to turn and run from our trials. Sometimes we want to seek wisdom. Earthly wisdom on how to handle certain trials. 
and we'll get into seeking wisdom here in a little bit. But, but one, realize that God is the source of your comfort. God only is the source of your comfort. Yes, God can provide other people. We'll touch on that in just a little bit. But that comfort through other people has to be a godly comfort that comes through Him. Number two, we will all have trials and tribulations. Everyone has trials and tribulations. I mentioned this earlier. Yes, even believers. Following Jesus does not exempt you from facing adversity. And I think we can look back in Scripture and see that with the disciples and the followers of Jesus. And of course, Jesus himself. God can use others to comfort us, just like I read there, with the same comfort that he provides. This is why we need one another. We weren't meant to walk through trials and tribulations alone without any other humans. The comfort of God is ministered to us by others. But that comfort has to be ministered to them. God knows what he is doing when he places us in certain trials. He is going to use this for his glory. He is going to work something in you. He is going to refine you. And he is going to build something out of this. I've, 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 I've heard stories before of people who've went through a certain trial and tribulation. And some years or months later or what have you. They were able to comfort somebody with the same comfort that they received from God in the exact same situation. At 35 years old, I remember watching my mother take her last breath. She passed away of cancer in 2018. My mother's unwavering faith and continued praise and dependence on God through her sickness was such a testimony. And it impacted so many lives. I know it impacted my life. That through this adversity that she faced, and I know, I don't know what she was thinking. Or I don't know what she was feeling in regards to how her family was feeling. But I know that her unwavering faith and trust in the Lord to get through this, whatever the outcome would be, was such an inspiration to so many. And I know the Lord used that and is still using that today. In people's lives that she impacted. It could have been somebody at the hospital in Houston. It could have been somebody at their local church. But I know that God used that for his glory. No matter what your trial is. No matter how big or small you may think. We do not want to rush out of the season of that. We don't want to get ahead of God because you may miss what he is trying to do in you. James 1.4 says, Let patience have his perfect work, 
Back in Corinthians, Paul is saying, because we have suffered, it is for your comfort and salvation. Which is effective in the patient enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer. Endure patiently. The comfort of God allows us to endure patiently. That is, that is why it's so key. Too many times we want to, we want to, and, and, and I've been here, look, I probably haven't been through some of the same trials and tribulations that some of you listening may have been, but I've, but, but I've witnessed my mom uh, suffer from, 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 from cancer or pass away from cancer. Like I said, I was there when she took her last breath. I've, I've, I've been through abandonment. Um where someone has walked out of my life. But thankfully the the, the, the grace through of God both of has, those what I would call me with another job. But through each of these what I would call a bookmark I've been through a job loss recently. Trial or tribulation that 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 that, uh, that these are the, these are items that in my book of life I place I've placed a um there will be a mental bookmark there and there will be more but these yes I wanted that season to be over with I wanted that trial to be over with as soon as possible I didn't like seeing my mother in the condition that she was in. I didn't like going through a divorce. I didn't like losing a job unexpectedly. But I can look back at each of those things and and go back to each of those bookmarks and see where in each of those situations the Lord refined me somehow and grew not only my faith in Him, but also increased my spiritual fruit. The Lord is long-suffering with us. We should be long-suffering with the Lord. Too many times we want to get ahead of and we want to jump out ahead, uh, jump out ahead, and we want to do things ourselves. And I'm sure we all know that when we try to do things ourselves and not within the Lord's timing and not walking in sync with the Lord, we ended up jacking the situation up more than it already is jacked up sometimes. So endure patiently. The comfort of God will allow us to endure patiently. I'm going to switch over to I'm going to switch over real fast to James. I'm going to switch to James 1. Let me get over to it. I should have had that bookmarked. Let's see, let me get to James. 
James 1, verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces what? Patience. But let patience have what? It's perfect work. That you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. I'm going to stop right there. What must happen before we may be perfect and complete and lacking nothing? Well, we have to have we have to let patience have its perfect work in us. Verse five: If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Do not become an atheist during your trials. I heard Abraham Hamilton say this. And this was like, whoa. If you believe in Jesus Christ for the hope of your salvation, believe in the same Jesus to be with you, to guide you through your trials and tribulations. Ask God for wisdom to handle trials. If we lose trust in God to handle our trials and provide our comfort, we are tossed here and there. And like it says, we shall expect nothing from the Lord. Nothing from the Lord if we cannot put our trust in him and rely only on ourselves why do at times do we during trials we get anxious that's 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 that that's human nature just just like our just like our sin nature um that we inherit our 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 anxiousness our our worry those those are things that are inherited um as as human beings you know sometimes we we, we hit that fight or fight or flight response when it comes to things but but we should always, we should try fervently. We should and we must seek God for wisdom during trials and tribulations. No matter how small or minor you may think it is, we, we, we have to seek God for wisdom. Because just like I said, if we try to do it ourselves... We're not going to help the situation out any. Especially if it's a situation where you need wisdom on how to speak 
or what to say or financial matters or legal matters seek the wisdom of God as Paul as, as, as I'm sorry as James is saying here James is saying when you ask do not doubt though if we as Christians if we are placing our hope of salvation in God we can place that same hope that we have in God during trials don't become an atheist during your trial I love that I love that sometimes we become happy Christians only when things are good and that is when God is good and then when things go bad sometimes we tend to harden our hearts towards God. Do not harden your heart against the Lord because of your trial. That we we, we can't do that. And then sometimes, you know, it's the other way around. Sometimes when things get bad, we tend to really cling for the Lord when things are good. We we have a we have a uh, Luke, uh, lukewarm relationship with him or if we have any relationship at all but that could be a different message for a different time but do not harden your heart against the Lord because of your trial seek him the God of all comfort so what about So what about when, you know, we were talking uh, when I was talking earlier about others ministering to us, comforting, comforting us with that godly comfort. What if, what if you're saying, "Well, I don't, I don't have anybody. There's nobody. I'm all alone. There's nobody there." I'm gonna read something to you here. I'm going to flip back to 2 Corinthians and I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to go back to 2 Corinthians 1. And I'm going to start in verse 8. Paul, Paul, Paul says here, look. He goes, look, I don't want you to be ignorant of our trouble which came to us which came to us in Asia. Yeah, that we were burdened beyond measure, above strength, so that we despaired even of life. Yes, we had the sins of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. I don't know about you, but I don't want to trust in anybody to get me through a trial except for the God who raises the dead. Paul goes on to say he delivered us from so great a death and does deliver us in whom we trust that he will still deliver us. Paul said they were going to die. They thought they were dead. 
their only hope was in the Lord when all else seems impossible. We must ground our hope in Christ, brothers and sisters. Ground your hope in Christ when everything else seems impossible. When there seems no escape, when there seems no way, when we want to run, when we want to fight it ourselves, when we want to get ahead of God, when we want to take matters into our own hands, stop, relax, and ground your hope in Christ that as a child of God, He will see you through this trial and this tribulation. He will get you through it. It's going to be okay. The God of all comfort is on your side. Brothers and sisters, I hope you have a blessed rest of your week. I hope to get back sooner. I hope you understand uh, why, you know, there's just times I can't. Uh, I hope you're touched by this message. Hey, look, if 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 you're touched by this message, just find find Jesus in the backwoods in the bayous on on Facebook, and just uh, you know just just uh, just let us know that you're listening. Uh, if we can pray for you, um, let me know. Uh, if you just want to just say hey. Um, you know, let me know where you're from. Let me know where you're listening from. Um, you know, if you want to send some words of encouragement, those are always greatly appreciated. Um, I ask that you continue to pray for us um, as we continue to seek the Lord's um, direction and wisdom about starting a church over here uh, where we live in Louisiana. Um, I can feel it getting closer. Um, I can just sense the Lord doing some things, and so I uh, ask that you pray for us, uh, that you continue to pray for us, that the Lord will open up those opportunities, will allow us to develop relationships, and um, that uh, that He will pave that way to, to make that ministry happen. Hey guys, I thank y'all. Y'all have a blessed week, and remember... To put your hope in the God of all comfort. The one who raises the dead. Who else would we want to depend on? Except for the one who raises the dead. Take care. There ain't no-